Welcome to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul, where we share the stories at the heart of our CSP community. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the One Heart Podcast from Concordia University, St. Paul. I'm your host, Billy Schultz. Today's guest is Dr. Lori Utek, an alumna of CSP who recently was honored with the Alumni Distinguished Service Award for her many contributions to CSP, especially as a uh, member of our Board of Regents, but also her fantastic career as a physician. She has a great CSP story, uh, deep love for CSP, and, and has especially important insight as a regent. With that, I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Lori Utek. Super. Thank you for being with me this morning, Lori. Pleasure. Let's get to know you a little bit. And I'm wondering if you could share where you're originally from and then what drew you to attend CSP as a student. I grew up on a dairy farm outside of Woodville, Wisconsin. Um, my dad and my uncle farmed together, so I had the privilege of having my cousins next door to play with. And mm-hmm. it was a pretty great way to grow up. Um, I grew up in a Wisconsin Synod Lutheran church and attended public schools all my life, Hmm. Um, but had some uh, great teaching, was pretty active in church, was Sunday school and vacation Bible school, even was the organist for a while when our organist died. (laughs) Um, And um, I I did have a hunger for um, spiritual things. Um, So I, I applied to the regular UW schools, um, but I also started looking around elsewhere. Wisconsin Synod at the time really just had the Teachers College, uh, the the Wells uh, Liberal Arts College, I think Mm. was founded in 1973, and I graduated in 76. So when I was looking for colleges, that wasn't even a possibility. Um, So I started branching out a little bit and uh, found Concordia, went to visit and just felt at peace when I walked on campus and I could see that it was different and they had a liberal arts program and I said, let's do it. Very cool. And was it a big transition for you growing up on a farm then moving to the city? No, we only live 45 minutes from Minneapolis, okay. St. Paul's. So I actually went to Senecal to see the orthodontist my whole life oh, across cool. the road. Yeah. Um, And my mom was a city girl. So we often would go to the Dayton's downtown displays Mm. and um, had some forays into the big city. Yeah. Good. So it wasn't totally a fish out of water experience. No, (laughs) no, no. It was pretty familiar territory. And and I was only 45 minutes from home. Yeah, that's super great. Yeah. So how was your experience as a student? You know, what did you study? What are your favorite memories? What what do you want to share from your time as a student that really stands out to you? Um, you know, I walked on campus, uh, when it was move-in day and there were happy, smiling people to help me move in. Um, there was just a general sense of kindness that I had not perceived in my public school, uh, upbringing. Um, and that continued on, uh, it, it wasn't, especially at the time in the best place in the Twin Cities, Um, But the people on campus were amazing. Uh, It was just so nice to be in a community of people that also wanted to serve their Lord um, and were real authentic about it. Um, 
staff also was very encouraging. Um, my favorite memories really are the people. Um, I recall, you know, being in the little prayer chapel that's still there with some friends one morning and having one of the guys who was a big wrestler guy, kind of a bit arrogant, asking God to humble him. Hmm. And that just blew me away that anybody would ask God to humble them. Um, so um, professors were great. I, I came into Concordia um, um, being pre-pharmacy, so planned on only being there two years. Um, unfortunately, some of the higher level chemistry classes were only offered every other year. So I kind of mm. took the whole chemistry thing backwards. I started with biochem because that was fall of my first year. And that was the only time it would be offered in two years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was hard and I had to study a lot. And I, I um, really kind of bare knuckled my way through the first semester. And then it got easier because I'd already taken the hardest class first. <laughs> Yeah, but probably at the end of the first year, my advisor, it was uh, Dr. Mashke, um, said, gee, did you ever ever think of medical school? And I said, no, not really. He said, well, you should think about it. You do pretty well in the sciences. So um, that changed the trajectory of my life. Um, And honest to God, I applied to medical school just to see if I would get in because I don't believe anybody had ever gone to medical school before I went to Concordia. Uh, so I really had no idea what my chances were. Hmm. Um, and it really, that was a, a prayer of, um, Lord, oh, whatever you want with my life, if this is what you want, get me in. And if it's not, all right, show me where I should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I got in and I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of great times at Concordia too. I don't know. Do they still have a ski club? No, I don't believe there is a ski club anymore. Ski club was awesome. We had a great time. We took advantage of the area ski hills. And then we usually took a trip out west in this over spring break and went to Big Sky, Montana a lot. Oh, fun. Colorado. And we just traveled in the school vans. And we all piled into two condos and cooked (laughs) our own meals and did it as cheap as we could. But had great times. Uh, Truly involved being in the Christus Chorus also. Mm. Um, That was a... And I and it's really true. I have since then never sung with such a high level choir. Wow. Yeah. And so that was a great chance. Plus, we also toured Europe my after my senior mm. year. So it was a 28-day trip all over wow. Europe. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> with Dr. Burkhart, which made it even more fantastic. Yes. <laughs> he uh, he knew all the places to go and how to do things. It was it was just a hoot. So, yeah, and I, I tried to be as involved as I could at Concordia and take advantage of lots of opportunities. So I did a little drama, I was on drill team for one semester, um, I was an RA, took organ lessons, so just tried to do all I could. That's a huge variety of activities, which yeah. the opportunities are there at CSP, right? Even right. even now as the, as the school has grown, uh, there, there's just so many ways to be involved and, and it's easy to to jump into those activities, which is exactly. which is really cool as a student to be able to just dip your toes into different areas yeah. and even things you might not have been interested in prior to coming to school. Right. You get you get the chance, which is which is really sweet. It is. It is. So um yeah, that's uh, and then you know, just really deep relationships. I mean, not only meeting my husband who was in mm-hmm. choir also, um, but some friends that are still great friends today. Um we have uh, 
deep roots uh, and uh, know each other from our silly times as freshmen <laughs> to now being grandparents. Mm-hmm. That's fun to walk walk through life together that way, and yeah, yeah. all that all those changes and and experiences that you can share yeah. in common. Yeah, and just some wise advice from people who've also been there. Yeah, yeah, well, wonderful. So, so you met your husband in it was it in choir that you first met? Yes, we were both elected choir historians, Ooh. so we had to put the choir book together of all that we had done, which necessitated getting together on a regular basis. <laughs> That's I volunteered first, by the way. Volunteered first. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so basically, your classmates were the the matchmakers. Then, if if they elected you two to to serve I, in that I, way, right? <laughs> I, I think we just volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So you graduate from CSP. Did you enter into medical school then, right out of graduation? Yes, the following fall I did. Um, so it went from Concordia St. Paul to Madison, Wisconsin, which was kind of a night and day difference. <clears throat> had an apartment there, of course, because it was graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great roommate, but yeah, uh, much bigger class. Um, professors didn't really care who you were or necessarily wanted to have a relationship Mm. with you. They just wanted you to pass. Um, And of course, a much diverse, much more diverse cast of people there. Also academically uh, you were in a higher echelon group. And again, Mm. I was not prepared. I was not mentally prepared for the amount of studying it was going to require, which was essentially my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, so it was harder. And then, um, you know, Madison is just a very liberal campus. So you'd walk around and go, whoa, naked people in the fountain. We didn't, we didn't have that at Concordia. No. <laughs> no, that's different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, good years there, too. Um, so William and I long distance dated for four years because I was in medical school and he was uh, finishing up at Concordia. He had a a year or two more than I did. And then he headed to the seminary in St. Louis. So um, that's kind of a miracle that that survived. Mm -hmm. Uh, But graduated from uh, resident uh, from Madison and then uh, did my residency, got married as soon as I graduated from medical school Uh and then did my residency in St. Louis because William still had to finish up his his uh, seminary studies. However, um, that was his vicar year, the year that we got married. So first we went to Parma, Ohio, mm. and I did a transitional residency there, which was just kind of a one-year fill-in kind of a thing at Cleveland Clinic. And then when we came back to St. Louis, then I started my real residency, which was another three years of on-the-job training. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of training, as as many people know, to, to become a, right. a physician and, right. and- you know, and having the opportunity to serve in different places then early on, I'm sure was was a helpful experience for you coming out of medical school, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, but a lot of little pieces that God still had to work out too. Mm. <laughs> so I continued to um, look to Him for guidance and for those doors to open up if that's what it was to be, and to show us the other path if it wasn't. William ended up. Um, 
taking some grad uh, two years of graduate level. He got a master's of sacred theology because I had two years to finish up with my mm. residency. So we weren't ready to move yet. Yeah. So it was a lot of give and take and how do we work this out and kind of crazy. Yeah. Navigating two um, demanding educational yeah. slash career pursuits. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, definitely a great uh, test, I would say, probably in those early years of marriage, right? To yeah. Well, navigate all that. The blessings were that it, it did seem to kind of that when he was having a hard semester, that was one of my easier times. Mm. And it, it seemed to kind of balance out that one of us, we weren't usually both super stressed at the same time. Well, that's so helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God is good. Very good. So uh, where have you now served uh, throughout your career? Uh, obviously, you moved with, with William and his uh, yeah. calls as pastor, but but you've, you've done great work yourself. So uh, where have you served as a physician and what kind of roles have you been in? So number one, thank you for saying served, because um, that's what I feel um, what I did was versus um, working or practicing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's always people to serve wherever you are. Um, so when we uh, got done with grad school for William and residency for me, his first call and, you know, the seminary guys, when they first get out, just get a call somewhere, you get to state your preferences of what you would, you know, kind of what you're looking for, but you get to walk across the stage and they just say, William, you take, you're going to Bloomington, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Could have been Boise, Idaho. <laughs> and that's partly why I picked family practice because it was easily relocatable. Everybody takes family physicians. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, uh, he had a church in Bloomington. I started working um, in Burnsville. Okay. I uh, worked there for nine years. We had two children. Uh, I had great practice there. Uh, it was uh, all female staff at the time. We all hmm. kind of had to take turns getting pregnant. <laughs> 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 Just very lovely, supportive bunch of women. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then he, William got called to teach uh, at the seminary in St. Louis. So uh, we packed up with the two girls and moved to St. Louis, which again, was, was a blessing. Um, he was there for 17 years. So I practiced with a, a hospital owned clinic at that time. Um, really treated us like an independent office as far as I was responsible for the bills and got paid whatever was left over. But uh, so had to pick up on the business side of that mm. a little bit more. Uh, but it was uh, close to where the girls went to school, um, close to our home. William had to drive back and forth to the seminary. So he had a bit more driving, but uh, also uh, turned out to be a, a great situation. I learned one of my greatest lessons <sighs> about three years into our St. Louis uh, adventure, which quickly was a, um, a big hospital financial mistake. And uh, we had thought we were doing great by our balance sheets. And they said, oh yeah, I know, but actually we made a mistake and you guys are you know, this far behind and how you want to pay that back. And, and it was Goodness. a lot of money. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, um, through that, uh, and kind of a miraculous resolution of it where it just kind of all disappeared and went away. Uh, I learned that all money belongs to God hmm. and, um, I didn't have to fuss about that because, um, 
he, he really just took care of it. Um, and it happened to be about two weeks after our pastor was in my office because he was one of my patients and commented how stressed I looked and prayed with me about it. And mm. two weeks later it was resolved. Wow. Yeah. So learned some good, good lessons there. Um, uh, while we were there and once I had kids that were in high school, I had a little free time and not being one to let free time go to waste. Um, uh, I had gotten involved with the Christian Medical and Dental Association who mm. suggested that just like tithing your money, you should also tithe your time oh. so that 10% of your time maybe should be done in um, mission trips or something where you served without self or remuneration. Mm-hmm. So I tried a mission trip with my daughter uh, down to Belize and my sister and her daughter and uh, really found family practice didn't work great for mission trips um, because there's no continuity of care. And that's mm. what we're all you know, built on. So we would set up a clinic in a little town. You'd give somebody a month's worth of blood pressure medicine and pat them on the back and say, fare thee well. Mm. Um So was not real satisfied with that. Uh, And again, I'm not downing mission trips. Boy, you know, ophthalmologists can go on mission trips, take out cataracts and change people's lives in a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But family practice isn't really geared to that. And so anyway, so we started looking for something locally that we could do um, because we could have continuity there. And and that turned out to be harder than I thought. There actually were no free clinics in St. Louis except Spanish-speaking ones. And they Hmm. really didn't want you unless you spoke Spanish because otherwise they had to hire an interpreter. Mm -hmm. So we started our own. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, because the base, you know, what I kept going with is we put up a sheet, a couple sheets, and we had the clinic in Belize. We can do that. We can have clinic in St. Louis. So we found a Baptist church that had an empty house on their campus and uh, started uh, putting this together. And my office staff came over once every other week and we just hmm. kind of figured out how we were going to do this. Then we found out we had to be a 501c3 in order to <clears throat> qualify for malpractice insurance oh, wow. by the state. So went through all that. Anyway, um, Healing Grace started. Um, we were just on Saturday mornings. It was just for people that didn't have insurance. Hmm. First come, first serve kind of a thing. And, um, and, and that was a wonderful way of watching the Lord's hand just pour out blessings. We actually had we had one of the major labs in the twenties, Twin Cities, come to us and say, "We we'd like to do labs for your clinic for free. Can we do that?" Oh my goodness! We go, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, we wow. uh, same thing with the radiology group, CDI uh, imaging came and said, "We'll do we'll do X-rays for your group, whatever they need." Um, we had we one of our um, doctor docs that we knew uh, actually had. A basement full of old office furniture that his wife was anxious to get rid of furnished it like that i mean we do honestly we wow. just it was it was wow it uh, it was just watching god work while we received his gifts uh and and i'm happy to say the clinic is still going 20 years later oh fantastic yeah yeah so that uh, that again and i i can't really take credit for that you know i just kind of kept putting one foot in front of the other as did the whole team that worked with me and it and it just happened because it was blessed Mm -hmm. yeah so that was that was a a major cool thing 
So after 17 years at the seminary, uh, William uh, then got a call to be the mission executive for Minnesota South, uh, and we moved back up, and I joined a clinic in Farmington, Minnesota for my my last nine years because I'm retired now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Congratulations again. on your retirement. I know it's been a couple years now, but. Yeah, almost. Yep. Yep. Fantastic, right? Yep. It is. There's some hope. I know it's a long way away for you, Billy, but there's yes. hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. So uh, transitioning back to CSP then, sure. you've had now, uh, you're you're currently on CSP's Board of Regents, but, but prior to this have also served, I believe, three terms on our board. Mm-hmm. Um, what has it meant for you to, to be back at CSP and serving in that way? Um, to be back involved with the university in a very kind of intimate way, you know, in the, in the governance. Um, what does that mean to you as an alum? Um, first of all, I am super happy to serve in whatever capacity that I can. Um, Concordia is a very special place, uh, very formative in my life um, and my eternal life. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, formative for our family. Um uh, we have two girls, and both of those ended up we're going to Concordia, though not Concordia St. Paul, because their mom and dad went there, so that was super not cool. <laughs> um, but uh, and it changed them. Concordias have changed their lives too, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been like coming home. Uh, it's fun to walk around, see people that you know. It's also fun to see the new people and the new directions and how it's exploded since I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, just, just such a wonderful executive team and staff. Um, really, really proud of it. And I speak of it highly wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of those, the biggest changes that you've observed kind of beyond maybe the obvious the there's more students, there's more programs. Uh, what, what kind of changes do you think stand out to you the right. most? Uh, from your time as a student versus uh, serving on the board. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's it's just exponentially different. Uh, when I was going the liberal arts program with very small, most everybody was pre-SEM or, or teacher education. Um, and now, of course, that's a, a much larger part of the university. The explosion of programs. Um, I'm loving the whole foray into the educational field. Um, with ultrasound and physical therapy and orthotics, uh, possibly a PA program now. I'm just really excited about that direction it's heading. I'm also just so proud that uh, we are not so big that we can't be nimble. And when there's a need in the community, um, you know, I, I believe the orthotics program kind of came to us because they need somebody pro- to provide their general ed stuff mm-hmm. and they can quickly move things around, arrange things and provide that. Um, so I just see it being cutting edge and nimble and solid and well-run. Um, uh, and, um, and it's fun to see the diversity on campus and that walks across the stage at graduation. As a regent, you get to sit on that stage and watch everybody walk across. And it's so amazing to see all the different ethnic, religious, size groups all celebrating after graduation with their mm-hmm. families. Uh, it's, it's, it, that's how heaven's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. 
for yeah. sure for sure so uh back uh just a few weeks back in october here uh you received the alumni distinguished service award in recognition of uh your contributions to csp and, and the church and uh as a as a medical professional uh, what does that mean to you to receive an award like that from your alma mater Mm, I honestly it's embarrassing and I feel very unworthy <laughs> it's it's very humbling I I just know all the the great guys out there the the women that are preschool teachers that are working nights to come up with new little crafts and lessons and uh, serving in the way that God gifted them to serve and um and that's why it's uh, embarrassing um because I I'm just feeling I'm doing what I'm called to do as is everybody else. Mm. Uh, one of my retirement um, projects has been teaching, uh, actually doing daycare for a Arabic speaking Bible study in Bloomington. Mm. Um, and can I tell you two and a half hours with four kids under the age of five and I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think there should be a lot more preschool teachers up there than maybe family docs. I don't know. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I'm humbled, but embarrassed. There you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. No, I think that's fair, right? It's, yeah. it's, there's so many worthy people of, there are. of these awards and yeah. you wish, yeah, you wish everybody could get recognized for, yeah, we're all just living out our vocations as God has exactly. prepared us, but we, we all need to be celebrated too. Yeah. Well, that's what my girls say. And that was the best part. The, my two girls insisted that they had to come up to Aww. be at the program. And it was lovely to spend a couple of days with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as we wrap up our time together, I just have one final question and, and you can answer in a word or a phrase or however you want, but what do you love most about CSP? I love that all are welcome and Christ is honored. Mm. I love that everybody has to take two classes in Christianity and know who Jesus is. At least they are told about it. Um, we are a Christian university, and I think uh, if you don't expose people to Christianity when they're on a Christian campus, you're missing a huge opportunity. Mm. And that is not necessarily the case at our fellow Christian universities. Mm -hmm. um, so I, uh, I'm very proud of them for continuing that. And I love that CSP still serves Jesus in the middle of the world. Hmm. Well, very cool. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing your experiences and memories and, and what you love about CSP. And, uh, and thank you for serving on the Board of Regents, too, and, and helping lead the university in, in some really important ways through uh, what, what many people know are some uh, you know, I would say complex times in, in our world, in higher education, in um, our relationship with the church and figuring out how, how we can navigate all that and still serve students well. So, so thank you again. Thank you, Billy. It's been, uh, been fun. Thank you for listening to the One Heart Podcast. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. 
and consider sharing with a friend. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Heart Podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Concordia University St. Paul. The material information presented herein is for general information purposes only. The Concordia University St. Paul name, all forms and abbreviations are property of Concordia University St. Paul, and using them does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service.